I'm just a minute. Evening still school. Thank you for joining us today on our engineering talk, especially aeronautical engineering with Coventry University. We're here with Dr. Zabari and Dr. Ashman, who will talk who will well, represent Coventry University and talk about engineering as a career. And I hope what you can do in Coventry University as well. Also here are Jacob and Martha, who will ask questions at the end. Over to you. Okay, welcome everybody. We're delighted to be here at Coventry University with Stowe School, um, a school I know quite well. My daughter has been to uh, triathlon competitions there. You're very fortunate to be at such a, a wonderful school and hopefully come to a wonderful university. So uh, my name is Patricia Ashman. I'm the Associate Head of Future Transport Engineering here in the Faculty of engineering, computing, and environment. Um, Shahir? Hi, my name is Shahir. I am the course director for aerospace technology. That's one of the two aerospace courses that we have here at Coventry. Uh, my personal background is as a mechanical and railway engineer. So uh, that was my roles in industry and a project engineer before I came to teach at uh, Coventry University. And um, I think that says a lot about the university in that we are very research and industry informed which is important for you if you are thinking about a career in engineering so just a bit of background about why engineering is an incredible career um, it's it's been a privilege of mine to have uh, worked on some amazing projects all over the world so i've lived and worked all over the world um, on some very variable and interesting projects and um I really uh, encourage people who are curious, who love maths, who are problem solvers, who look at the world in a different way and kind of think, you know, how can I make this better? Why is people designed that way um, to look at engineering? So hopefully everybody on this broadcast is doing maths um, at A level. However, if you're not and you still want to do engineering, we have got ways of getting you there. So uh, that's really important. So what Shahir and I want to do today is just get you really excited about what a career in engineering can mean for you and the different kinds of engineering. So um, I'm in our one of our engineering buildings here. This is, uh, I'll just show you the background. So we are in the aerospace lab at the moment. Um, you can see behind me uh, the iconic Harrier jump jet. Um, we've got a lot of students working on various projects now. They've uh, final years who are work focusing on their final year dissertations, which are working on, I think, solving real world problems. These particular aerospace students, what kind of projects are they doing, Shahir? I think those ones are the ones who are going to be making, so they are the ones who are going to be designing something computationally. It could be that they are making use of SOLIDWORKS or making use of CATIA. And once they have designs, once their designs are perfect, then they're going to be carrying out a number of computational analysis. Some of those analysis could be analyzing how the air or the fluid around an object could be using some state-of-the-art CFD packages that we have and others could also be conducting some sort of like structural testing. So in order to test something, we need to be, once we have got the design, we then need to be 3D printing. So what you can see on the background, if you could turn 180, Patricia, uh, if you could turn 180, okay, yeah, you, can um, then, you can then see right. the 3D oh, printers behind. Yeah. 
and and that's where students are 3d printing their models that they have designed in cad and depending upon their individual projects they are either now going to be carrying out the internal testing in order to validate the results that they have achieved computationally. Similarly, you will have number of students who will be using their 3D printed models in order to carry out some structural testing. Again, you have got the computational side of it and you have got the experimental side of it. Um, so Shahir's mentioned some of the facilities here at, at Coventry. Um, I just did ask this student, um, he's just doing a, we mentioned maths. Maths is at the root of everything and uh, design theory. And uh, the student is just working on some uh, CAD. So you're using what software? So he's using SolidWorks. And um, what are you planning to do? Will you be 3D printing those components yeah, um, out? So this is actually metal. an MDF prototype that is metal. So we built on the, one of the cockpit simulators. Yeah. This is a new aerospace system. Okay. So, uh, so this aerospace student is, I'll show you what he's doing. So he's on the new simulators, which I'll wander over and quickly show you some of the aerospace facilities because I think one of the important things when you're choosing um, a university, especially for engineering, because it is embedded in industry, you know, your jobs will be as graduate engineers working potentially on designing the Mars rover, um, the autonomous cars of the future, ways of supporting and helping elderly people in their home. There's, there's no end to the kind of projects you're using. So what I've got behind me is a suite of Cobra simulators. And what the student is doing at the moment, so you can see we've got six of them um, on there. So these are full, um, if I show you some of the flight decks, these are full controlled. Um, do you wanna just discuss? Uh, so we can do pilot training on these. Let me see if I can swap my camera around and then you'll get a better, a better view of this. Um, yeah, and while Patricia does that, uh, let me just talk a bit about these flight sims. So these are the new uh, state-of-the-art flight sims that we have acquired. They come with a number of pre-programmed uh, scenarios that students can use it. We, we use it on our number of lab activities in order to gather data, because all these days flying is all about data, gathering the data and then analyzing it using number of softwares that we have to ensure how flight performance can be improved. So performance is one of the areas in which it is used. Another things, uh, another area where they can be used are things related to human factors. So when we put pilots inside a cockpit, they are interacting with machines and then there are a number of human interactions which are happening. And the intention behind human factors is, is to make flying safer in order to ensure that uh, the, in those interactions are done in a safe and secure manner and how we can improve pilots' performance, which ultimately will improve the performance for our passengers. So we also use them for human factors. The students in their final year project could be designing their new wing, could be designing their new aircraft, and they just want to see how the flight testing is gonna be done for that aircraft. If they have got their design in X-Plane, we can load those designs onto these flight sims and then carry out a flight test to see how well or otherwise the flight would be. Again, 
getting as much data from these flight sims in order to in order to analyze it. The good thing about these new flight sims is that they we can have a number of different vehicles. We can use them for helicopter flights. We can use them for a normal aircraft flight. We can also program them to use them for for, for formula car in order to once again study and get the data from them. Patricia, I do have some slides. Do you want me to just go through them describing? The uh, yeah, so we'll we'll stay on um, aerospace for the moment, and then we'll. Um, I'm just showing you quickly some of the facilities. So um, I've got. So we've got. Um, Shahia mentioned the wind tunnel. So design engineering problem solving is about finding a problem, designing a solution, prototyping it making it, prototyping it, testing it, breaking it. And here we have so many different facilities. You saw one student using computer software. Shahir talked about simulation. So we can test things in the virtual world on a computer. We can then model them on a simulator. Here are some of our vehicle simulators. These are, um, these are the sorts of things they use in F1 teams and they can do driver training, they're full vehicle simulators, so you can put a whole specification in there. So there's the design, virtual testing and simulation on the computer, bringing it into, semi into the real world through a simulator, uh, making models and testing it in a wind tunnel, uh, and then using facilities like 3D printing, metalwork, metal, we'll show you the machine shop shortly, to bring things like um, the students are building drones, unmanned aircraft. We've got students building uh, what I call baby F1, formula student cars. Uh, we've got our formula student team working away on designs there. And even things like our AI car here. So that is an autonomous vehicle that our students build and, and race. So it's a process of you know understanding the problem, creating some concepts, coming up with some uh, initial designs, uh, testing them in the virtual world, testing on simulators, making the real thing, testing it, breaking it before you get into a, into a final um, solution. And we do that in aerospace, we do it in an automotive, we do it in manufacturing, um, we do it in all the different forms of engineering. So do you want to jump to your slides, Shahir? Yes, let me see. I'm going to share my slides, share screen. So, no, I'm showing the wrong one. Let me know if you can see my slides. Yes, you can. Yep, see those. Okay, so what I'm going to be doing uh, is I'm going to give a brief overview of the aerospace courses that we have here at Coventry and give you a brief background of what it is like to come here and do uh, aerospace engineering. I'll try to deliver some of the core content about the two courses and then talk about some of the services that we have here for students who are who decide to come here so if i'm to start here so my, as i was saying my name is shahir i'm the course director for aerospace uh, technology but i'm also involved in aerospace systems engineering course what i'm going to be talking about today is give you guys some details about the two courses that we have highlight the subtle differences that that they are and then hopefully give you an idea as to why we have distinguished uh, between the two courses here. If there are any questions, please do ask us. 
and there's going to be a lot of uh, services uh, external to the course that I'm going to be talking about today and I'm sure Patricia is going to join me and talk about things like our support for Math Center, our support for computer-aided softwares that we have and so on. So first thing which is the most important thing is to un understand the accreditation. Both of our courses has been, have been accredited by the Royal Aeronautical Society, which is governed by the Engineering Council here in the UK. The reason why this accreditation is important is because someone external to our university has come, had a thorough look at our courses, looked at the material that we deliver, look at the way we assess students, and then given us a, their seal of approval. So for a student who is deciding which university should be going on to, first thing is important to understand whether the course that you are interested in is, accred is accredited by a professional body. Both of our courses are, accredi are accredited by the Royal Aeronautical Society. There are slight differences in the level of accreditation. As you can see, the MEng and the BN systems engineering is accredited to be meeting uh, the CNG requirements in full where else the BNG Aerospace Technology is accredited, is accredited to meeting the CNH requirements in part, but it meets the requirement for the incorporate engineer info. So oftentimes the student come and ask me, why do you have got two aerospace courses, especially when they go to other universities and they just have got one, okay? The demand from that we were getting from the industry was that that there is a demand for systems engineering type of students, students who are going to be our engineers who are going to be working at looking at different internal systems and internal uh, integration be between different system. A system could be defined as a cockpit system. A system could be defined as a propulsion system that looks at how engine and different components within an engine are going to be working in order to generate uh, thrust. On the other side, we had requirements for things like pilots, requirements for things like maintenance engineers, requirements for things like people who are going to be looking in the airline industry and people who are going to be looking at the operational side within the air, within the aerospace. So for systems and side, we have got an aerospace systems engineering, which covers with looking at the system and the subsystem integration. And on the technology side, we have got bits around pilots, we have got bits around maintenance, and we have got bits around systems. So there are two separate type of engineers one is looking into more sort of going into the research and development that will be your systems engineering if you are someone who is interested in more sort of like the operational side or in terms of the management side then aerospace technology would be you are still going to be studying similar things but the approach that we are going to be taking is going to be slightly different as you can see uh, from, your spar, from, from your screen right now, the intention is still to develop your aer aerospace engineering skills, but the approach that we are taking is one is going to be concentrating more on the systems and the integration and the computational side, where else the technology, the other course is more going to be on the practical side, on the implementation, how you're going to take an existing technology and implement it. Both courses at Coventry are going to give you a thorough understanding of engineering skills, which are important, but the approach that we are going to be taking is going to be slightly different. Often the best way to describe to prospective students is to tell that students who are on aerospace systems engineering are going to be doing more mathematical 
more analytical content, analyzing things computationally, where our students who are on the technology side are going to be looking into more sort of practical and the management aspects of it. That's not to say that there is no practical on systems. There is. And similarly, that's not to say that there, that there is no maths or any computation side on technology. In both courses, there are both things. But on systems, it's more sort of analytical, more sort of mathematical, whereas technology is sort of more sort of implementation and doing the practical side. Both of our BNH programs run in the sense that you have got the first two years of core study, then you have an option for going out and doing a placement. It says optional, but our intention is that all of our students are going to be going out and doing these placements because it is very important. At the end of a degree program, everyone graduates with a degree. How does it differentiate a student? And a student would differentiate themselves by going out on a placement and having that added in industrial experience. You do that, you come into your final year, and then you graduate with a BNG. For our MNG, we do the option of two plus two. Okay, so here again, the first two years are the same. You do them, you then hopefully go out on industrial placement, you then come and finish your third and fourth year, and then you graduate and you go out to work in the industry. The industrial placement, the best way to look at that is that that's your one year interview that you have out with the industry. You have had your two years of core education. You go out, you do your one year interview. And oftentimes when students come back from their placement, they already have been offered a graduate job. And that ask any final year student, it's a huge relief that you're coming back to your university without having the added tension of then going and finding a job. I talked about circle differences. So here, I'm just going to quickly glance over the modules. If you look at this side or the left-hand side of the screen where there are themes or the topics that you are going to be studying on BNG Aerospace Systems Engineering, and if I am to now show you aerospace technology, you can see the majority of the themes are going to be the same. You have got aircraft systems, you have got propulsion, you have got mechanical design, aerodynamics. The themes are similar, but the emphasis is going to be different. So here you can see on the systems that there is more emphasis on systems integration, on the electrical, on the performance side, whereas on aerospace technology, there's more emphasis on the management, more emphasis on the human factor side. But the themes that you're going to be doing are going to be similar. If you are someone who is not sure at this stage, do not worry. The first day between the two courses is identical. Intention for you should be to come on to our courses, select the one that you think fits best with what you think of aerospace engineering right now, perform well in the first year. And if you do well, and if you want to switch between the two courses, it's really as simple as filling out a form. Okay, if you want to move from systems to technology, it's much simpler. But if you want to move from technology to system, then yes, you need to be very good in maths. Because as you can see here, there is a dedicated maths module in second year of systems engineering. So engineering is more than just about a degree. And we are at Coventry are very proud when it comes to things like our study abroad, our work abroad, our volunteering and our international field trips. So think of coming to university as more than just attending classes, more than just doing 
uh, assignments. It's more than that. It's about getting the whole experience that you can in order to graduate with a degree that basically means that, yes, you have gotten out the skills, the education, and ability to go and conquer the world. And I'm saying conquer the world because aerospace is that degree. It's a global industry that you are going to be working on. Some of the previous trips that we have gone on to, it's that we are quite proud of our partnerships that we have got. So here in the past, we have taken our students to trips to in the in the US, trips within the EU, and then we also had uh, some collaborations with our industry partners in UAE and Dubai. Okay, uh, Patricia, do you want to talk about some of the extracurricular activities? Yes, um, I also, um, sorry, that's just, just lost my uh, access here. It's just stopped responding. Um, yeah, I also want to talk about some of the other engineering courses. Um, we, if I just share my screen for a moment, yeah, just to uh, tell you just a little bit about some of the other courses that we, we do. Um, just go back to share. So, how, share screen. How do we share? I've never used Yardstream before. Um, StreamYard. Where's the let button? Me, share let, 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 let me stop mine. There should be a button at the bottom that says present. Oh, present. Yeah, I found it. Okay. Hmm. Present. Hmm. So let me, did you just click on um, share screen? I click on present and share a screen. And then just, it should just give you one option to select your screen. I've got three in front of me, so it gave me three. Okay, I think I've got it. Yeah, sorry, we we've never used Streamyard before, so it's uh, it's a little bit uh, yeah, a bit different. It's working out. Yeah, so you can see my screen, can you? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think it's really important at this point that um, there is a great diversity of different engineering courses, but they are all based around mechanical engineering. A lot of people think, oh, I need to pick mechanical engineering as it's the safest option. But the, but the, the opportunities for um, careers are exceptional in the world of engineering and all over the all over the world globally there's a huge shortage of engineers and so your basic um not your basic your parent course is mechanical engineering so a lot of the subjects that um shahir's just been talking about are also taught in mechanical in automotive in motorsport in manufacturing but they're done within uh, a specialized context so you learn about um um, stress analysis but if you're doing it in aerospace you'll look at how different kinds of uh, loading will affect an aircraft in, in motorsport you look at how different kinds of loading uh, dynamic and static loading affect the performance of a, um, a Formula One car or, a, or some form of motorsport car it's the same with things like the business modules you know business models are different in all the different forms 
of um, of engineering. So um, there is no such thing as a as a as a best choice because they're all the best choice. So I always tell students, you know, is pick the engineering that is excites you. If you love the idea of motorsport, then pick motorsport really important to make sure that wherever you go any university you pick an accredited degree and Shahir did talk to you about um about accreditation so um just bear that in mind and make sure that wherever you go there's good industrial partnerships fantastic facilities like we have here at Coventry University and that every course is accredited and industry and research formed that's your um top tips really to um uh, to getting uh, an engineering um, degree. So I did want to quickly show you, um, if I get a chance, I'll go outside. Um, these are the two engineering buildings that we have, the two main ones. Uh, we are, I'm currently talking to you from the High Performance Engineering Centre. In the, It's underneath this building here. So state-of-the-art buildings, teaching, learning, social. We've got Starbucks cafeteria in here. And then this is our brand new building, which I'll wander over shortly to our model shop to show you some of our state of the art facilities for our students to use to help them bring their engineering designs to the real world. So some incredible learning spaces and, and Coventry itself is actually a, a brilliant, safe city um, with the best. I've got two children at university and I, I can guarantee you that there's no better um, student accommodation um, it might be as good as but nobody's got better student accommodation um, than we have and um, so I just wanted to show you those things just to give you that sort of more general um, look at engineering but what I think is important is maths is one of the big things um, but if you don't have maths we do have foundation courses as well that will get you there and if you don't perform as well in your A-levels we've got foundation courses so you can always get get to where you're going. Um, Shahir what did you want me to look at about some of the extracurricular did you say? Yes any support like Sigma? Yeah so one of the, besides giving you an exceptional engineering um, education and extensive access to placements with top companies um, in the UK and internationally. So we've got, for example, with Tata Technologies, we have um, a specific relationship where they only take our students on placement and um, we work with things like Lotus Cars, Aston Martin, I have a special relationships with Mercedes F1, uh, we offer um, special scholarships for um, all our students, female students, uh, people from different kinds of backgrounds. So inclusivity, diversity is really important in engineering. Um, we have a lot of people who are dyslexic or um, there's a lot of our students have got autism, for example, because different thinking um, where you don't have skills in certain areas, often it means that you're actually in, in our world, a lot of engineers um, have got those different ways of thinking. So industry does applaud that. So to support all that, this is what's very, very different um, at Coventry University, is that uh, we don't just um, put you in a, a lecture theatre, give you um, courseworks and projects and 
uh, exams, we actually put in a massive support around you because we recognise that um, there's a big leap from school to university. So, for example, every student when they join us gets a nominated individual student success coach. That's an that is a non-academic who is there. So it's almost like having a parent at university where you can um, discuss anything. So if you've got personal problems they can guide you to professional support um, if you are struggling with um, say writing a lab report they can either help you or guide you to professional support um, inside the university we've got the center for academic writing engineers notoriously uh, are proud of the fact that they're not very good at writing but you know what as engineers we have to communicate ideas we have to write reports and being able to communicate effectively either through presentation through spoken word or through through written reports is vital to our success. So we have the Centre for Academic Writing to help you hone those skills. We've got the Sigma Math Support Centre, which Shahir mentioned, which is a world leading um, math support centre uh, based in our library, it's a drop-in centre that you can go and just get some extra additional help if you need it. You also, besides getting a nominated student success coach, you also get an academic tutor as well. So that's somebody that also meets with you every week or two weeks just to guide you through all the challenges, helps you that, that uh, have got the same sort of technical knowledge that you're developing and they can help you from an academic perspective. So you've got two nominated individual supports. Um, we've also, so we've got the Sigma is external. We've got the talent team, which is uh, again, world leading. It's run by the head of manpower services, which is one of the biggest recruitment uh, uh, companies in the world, if you look at manpower services. So we guide our students from the beginning of, of year one to graduate success. For us, what is our, our success is measured in your graduate roles. That is everything that we're focused on, getting you on great placements, honing you as a professional, giving you technical skills, giving you your professional skills, building you as a leader, as a manager, as a future CEO of Tata or whatever. And our students um, graduate. We've got students who are chief engineers at Aston Martin, um, in uh, Gili in China. Gili owns Lotus Cars, it owns London Electric Taxis, it owns Proton, Volvo. So we've got chief engineers and designers in all the major car companies, for example, in all the aerospace companies, our graduates have got incredible roles out there. And we actually graduate more engineers than any other university in the UK. That means we've got more graduates out in industry and they feed back into supporting our students through guest lectures, through placements, through mentorship. So we have a mentoring programme called Vigo and you can request either a student mentor or an industry mentor. So lots of our graduates, lots of engineers, partners, they will all volunteer to be industrial mentors. So you've got somebody outside of the university or a peer or both that will, will help you. So, I mean, this is just touching on the support that we've got. And we've got incredible support for dyslexic, for um, uh, disabilities, for example. Um, so I think to understand that the wraparound care, both in developing you professionally and developing you technically and, and developing you as a person is there. Shahir mentioned some of the um, international trips we do. They've all started to kick back in again after the pandemic, but we try and give every student one, at least one international 
trip during their time with us, potentially one every year, that, has, that happens as well. And they're heavily subsidized. Uh, some of them are completely free. So if they're European, they tend to be free uh, trips. If there's, for example, I, I used to live in, uh, in Detroit. So I take a trip out to Detroit. Um, that is quite an expensive trip. So that has to be subsidized, but has to bring some um, additional cost. So the support network around there is incredible from industry, from your peers, from our societies. We've got the Women's Engineering Society. That is actually an inclusivity society. It's not just for women. Um, it's for uh, for any diverse uh, sector um, of uh, of our engineering cohort. We've got mechanical engineering society, uh, manufacturing, and then we've got other things. A great rugby team, great swimming team, scholarships. I know that Stowe School has got a great um, sports emphasis on studies, and 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 I know that Stowe produces a lot of excellent um, sports stars, and we do have sports scholarships um, for students who then be in our varsity teams and compete around the country and the world uh, depending on their success um, to do that our sports facilities are phenomenal um, we have a sports state-of-the-art sport, sports center with physiotherapy and all sorts of things often free in some of our student accommodation and uh, so your health your well-being wellness your safety your emotional safety are all really important uh, to us i think i could go on on that but uh, i'll leave it there shahir did you want to add anything no i think that's a good summary of what we do rather what we do outside the classrooms okay it's very important for a student because often students don't tend to understand that attending classes is a very tiny percentage of their entire university experience so i think it would be now good to open up questions that they have from uh, jacob and martha hello thank you very much can you hear us yes yes brilliant thank you so much well we are already uh one to sign where can we sign to start a coventry university it sounds amazing and um, all the support especially and um, not many universities offer that kind of um support package for all walks of life so that's really um good to hear and um this is what we in the careers department are always um emphasizing for all to all our pupils the university has to be right for them it's not just a brand name because we have to go especially but it might not be the right and um, where the centers of excellence are in Coventry. Patricia, it's um, a bit noisy where you are. I yeah, think. I've just realized. I'll just mute. <laughs> um, and would you like to ask a question? Um, yes. So, firstly, what design features do you use to optimize the performance of aircraft flying at high altitudes and fast speeds, such as airliners? Can you please re re repeat that for me? Sorry. Uh, what design features do you use to optimize the performance of aircraft flying yeah. at high altitudes, fast speeds, such as airliners? Okay. So if you talk about high altitude, if you talk about high, if you talk about higher speeds, Concord is the one that came to your mind very, very quickly. Okay. So Concord was an aircraft that would fly at the Mac of near two, Mac two, and it would be flying at over 40,000 feet. 
Okay, so when we talk about aircrafts which are going to be like that, you need to make sure that you are trying to maximize the lift as much as possible while minimizing the drag which are going to be there. So those are the two characteristics which are always going to be very important when it comes to optimizing for those flight conditions. Thank you. Uh, I was going to ask, so you talk about placements um, with the university. Are there um, any other placement opportunities that the university holds with um, companies and institutions in the UK or in Europe? <clears throat> okay. So Coventry has got a number of industrial links with a has got links with a number of in, industrial partners where students often would either go there or they would come to university where they would come to university and deliver talks okay one such contact that we have is with Megat. they make aircraft a landing gear systems so oftentimes throughout the year they would invite our students to come and see their facilities and during our careers fair just like you guys are going to be going to a university fair we would have careers fair where we would have number of employers who would come and advertise their both graduate roles and also their placement roles so there is a lot of help which is available patricia briefly touched on our talent team talent team is basically talent acquisition team that we have here at Carpentry. There are a number of elements to that talent team. One of the key tasks is to ensure that our students are employable upon their graduation and also can help us, uh, can also help our students in finding placements. So there are, we have got a dedicated portal where number of graduate and placement roles, roles, roles are advertised. Similarly, so say Martha has found a placement uh, uh, on the portal, talent team can then sit down with Martha and help her in terms of uh, understanding what sort of interview questions they are going to be asking. Patricia, it's too noisy. Can you mute yourself, please? Okay, so they're going to be asking number of uh, Martha would then be prepared in terms of what kind of questions to expect. We can also arrange mock interviews. We can also help students in understanding how the assessment centers are going to be working. So Martha found a placement on our portal. We can then help her. Similarly, Jacob, you can come and say that you on your own have found a placement somewhere and now you want to be helped in terms of how the assessment and how the interview is going to go on we can also help with that regarding placements we do have number of, of opportunities and links with our existing partners that students have gone out on placement and now they are looking for more placement students so we can work with that similarly our center of global engagement has got in uh, has got european and international placements that students can go on to and it's not just about placements it's also about study abroad and using schemes like erasmus which and the Alan Turing scheme in which students then go abroad to study for either one or two semesters over the course of their degree. Um, why do you prefer this division of aeronautics, aerospace engineering over chemical or other sub areas? Okay, so there are subtle differences between the two so are in fact there are major differences when you think about studying chemical engineering and study aerospace engineering okay now there is going to be slight overlap between these two fields as new fuels are identified 
Okay, so it just depends upon an individual's need, individual's interest and desire in order to understand what sort of engineering field that they're going to be going for. Okay, now when we look at the alternate fuels, when we look at the sustainable fuels, when we look at hydrogen, when we look at any other future fuels which are going to be there, obviously there is going to be a lot of chemical engineering in there too. Awesome. Thank you. Um, so could you um, give more detail, uh, possibly from projects involved in I didn't hear that question. Patricia, your your mic. Can you repeat that question for me? There was too much of a wind. Sorry. Can you give some more details on examples of projects that you've both been involved in in the past? Okay. Uh, yeah, that's uh, so. Our number of projects are every every final year student will be involved with a project that they're going to be working over the course of their final year. Okay, that project can range from a number of computational projects, such as taking an existing aircraft wing and trying to optimize it computationally, or there could be something that you are taking the same problem, but now you are trying to do it on in, in an experimental or practical element. Oftentimes, Patricia uh, would talk about it in a bit more, or could talk about it in a bit more detail when it comes to projects which are industrial-based. Okay, so companies like Airbus, Jaguar, Land Rover will come us uh, will come to us and give us their problems, and we would then task students in order to find solutions for it because we are quite proud of our not only research inspired teaching but also carrying out research and using research as one of the drivers for the final projects patricia do you want to talk about some of the in industrial projects that you do yeah sure um i'll just go and move out this uh so i'm back in the engineering building i just walked around it um i'm in the starbucks area at the moment so you can see a lot of students we really encourage students to come and use the space and work on projects enjoy a enjoy a coffee at starbucks um spend all their student loan money but yeah project wise so I don't know, is the question about projects we've been personally involved in as, as engineers in industry or what our students do with industry? Um, uh, maybe touch on both, but um, it could also be interesting to hear personally what uh, you've been involved in, what yeah. you've been involved in yourself. I think, for, well, um, personally, in my industrial life, um, I, I've worked on a huge diversity of projects. Um, as a railway engineer, I worked on the tenders and design submission for channel tunnel trains, so the trains that were going under the sea. Uh, one of the <laughs> crazy projects that I worked on was, um, I don't know if you know about Venice and the uh, flooding that can happen when the sea rises, so I worked um, in in Venice for I spent two weeks on what was like a, um, an oil platform in the middle of the lagoon and I designed the equipment so it's called the, the Salvagardia which is like a, a series of gates that sit on the floor of the lagoon and when the tides rise the gates lift so that the, on the Venice side the water stays constant and on the uh, on the seaside 
it rises, if that makes sense. Um, and so I, I designed the equipment so when the gates lowered down and hit the floor that they didn't uh, damage all the electronics and systems. And it, to enable me to check that my equipment was working, um, first of all, we used robot, um, robots that moved around the, the base of the lagoon. Um, and then it was so muddy and murky, couldn't really see what was happening down there. These were with my prototypes that we'd built and put down there. And I needed to test them to see how they were functioning. Um, and in the end, I had to uh, go uh, scuba gear and go down and look at it myself. So that was that was quite quite an exciting um, project. Um, I also worked on uh, a, a terrorist truck bomb stopper for Downing Street. So it was uh, a device that if terrorist truck bombs uh, went down Downing Street, um, that it, it sprung up and absorbed the impact and stopped it going down the street. So lo so many, that was just different things. Because obviously, in the automotive industry, there was a lot of, uh, of um, the obvious things around aerodynamics, etc. But my students, the, the, where I was just when I ran down to talk to you guys, um, was uh, some stu uh, student presentations to our clients. So our final students all work, whether it's aerospace, they work on real world engineering problems and for mechanical and automotive students I work with loads of industry partners um, the project that we were just presenting was actually a paddleboard project so we were it was a sustainability environmental project where my students are converting paddleboards into two things one is but to gather litter to clean the rivers um, how do you do litter picking uh, without impacting the performance of the, and the enjoyment of paddleboarding. Uh, and secondly, creating sensors that we can put on paddleboards and kayaks to do real-time monitoring of the water quality, pollution, uh, turbidity, um, and send it back to sort of a central monitoring station, a bit like uh, Google crowdsources data. Um, I've got students working on... Um, things like oh an intro well loads of car projects so working with lotus on things like uh, improving the aerodynamics of the lotus elise um we, we're working on a different door design for lotus that is like a gull wing design so um with tata things obviously the obvious mechanical things but also internally we want uh, an arm, a luxury armrest for high-end suvs for tata um that do lots of things charge your phone use um that contain all the electronics for the ventilation system keep your drinks cold keep your food fish and chips hot so th there's such a diversity of projects um a really exciting one uh, a different one is um we worked with a, a very high-end whiskey manufacturer uh, the bottles of whiskey are upwards of a thousand pounds and they wanted to create some sustainable packaging that they could post out. So traditionally they use metal and, and things like that. And we worked with them to create um, cardboard packaging that was um, worthy of a thousand pound bottle of whiskey that was beautiful to look at, functional and energy absorber and sustainable. And we embedded it with flower, wildflower seeds as well so that when they threw the packaging away, they could use it. This is what engineering is. It's it's just different thinking. Everything is engineered. You know, you look at the world as problems to solve. So uh, yeah, our students get to, to do those things. And then in the real world, they get to do even more exciting things. 
Sorry, was that a big long answer to your question? But hopefully, <laughs> thank you so much. Um, how are the theories of aerodynamics used in aeromechanical engineering? So, sorry, can you say that again? How are the theories of aerodynamics used in aeronautical engineering? Okay, so aerodynamics is a very important topic of the aerospace. Okay, Aerodynamics is basically understanding how the fluid, the air is the fluid, is basically flowing around any objects. So as you move through air, as you are walking, aerodynamics is uh, some aerodynamic forces are going to be acting on you. They are not that great, but try going out on an extremely windy or stormy day and you will probably be thrown off. Okay, so anything that we are doing right from our aircraft to our submarines to our missiles, even to Formula One car and high rise buildings, there is a lot of aerodynamics involved in it. We often see aerodynamics as something which is just limited to aeroplanes. No, it's also limited to tall buildings because uh, tall buildings, if aerodynamics is not managed properly, the top floors are going to be constantly spinning. You don't want to be doing that. Similarly, when you look at the automotive examples, when you look at the example of a Formula One car, what happens when an object is going at a very high speed through a fluid or through air? Lift is generated. That's how aircrafts essentially fly. Okay, aircraft are get uh, thrusted forward by engines. Air then flows over its wing, and then the lift is produced. Okay, that helps aircraft in flying. But you don't want your cars to start flying on racetracks. So you want the opposite of what we do on an aircraft to make it fly by ensuring that at high speeds, the Formula One car remains on ground. Would anyone like to have a guess how do we do the opposite? You like turn the upside down. You turn. basically take the weight and you turn it upside down. So this time the force that is generated is known as the downwash. Yeah. That the that the Formula One car doesn't go flying because let's face it, there has been instances in the past where Formula One's car were indeed flying and there were accidents. So no, thank you, thank you very much. So anything that is flowing through air or anything over which any object over which the air is flowing is a very important topic of aerodynamics and that needs to be studied, especially when it comes to things like our high performance vehicles, new aircrafts, or even tall buildings. Wow. Well, I think on that note, thank you so much. This was really interesting. And I think, um, yeah, we're quite. Open day. Thank you, Stone. Definitely. Thank you. Bye. Bye.